0: Welcome back to episode number 44 of the Tiebreaker Podcast, the second one this week. Honestly, bro, when's the last time we did two pods in a week? I don't think ever. (laughs) It's been a long time, Um, but this will be a pretty exciting podcast. Right now, the NBA trade deadline just ended 20 minutes ago. Um, We're going to talk NBA for the first time and also who knows how long.
1: Other Um, than we, we had the videos of you doing like the reacts. Yeah,
0: which I was looking on the YouTube. I actually like doing those. Um, but we'll get into that later first off let's talk more Super Bowl the final NFL game of the 2022-2023 season is a couple days away Jax how you feeling man
1: yeah so feeling great we obviously got into it last podcast about you know we talked about basically me saying I think Philly had an easy schedule going to this but we're going to dive into more more details about What's going to be the factors of who's going to win this game? Yeah, today we'll, we'll talk more kind of, of the
0: matchup rather than, yeah. you know, Jackson loves talking regular season stuff. But yeah. like you said, biggest deciding factor for Sunday, we've already been hammering how even these teams are the two number one seeds. They couldn't be even closer in any of the stats. So that that's what raises the question, like, what's going to be some of the key matchups in this matchup
1: that are going to, you know, decide a winner? Yeah. Um, so, we obviously have the biggest deciding factor of the Super Bowl winner, right? So, what, w- what was the one-off of here that you thought was the number one one that you're like, the team's going to win if they can do this?
0: Yeah. Um, I was looking through um, some of the matchups with the two teams, and honestly, the one that stood out to me was Philly's pass rush going up against Kansas City's O-line. Um, I don't have to remind everybody that Patrick Mahomes coming in hurt uh, and Philly's pass rush... 70 sacks so yep. far this season tied for third most in history of of the league which is insane um what do you what do you, what do you think about that
1: i think it's i mean son reddick saw that i don't know other than i just think that they're they have like three players on their d line
0: that have 10 plus sacks on the season which i think is crazy um, but yeah, you said, him Hassan Reddick, he has 16 sacks on the season, just in the championship game alone. He had two sacks and a forced fumble. Um, so, you know, he's going to be hungry. I just think like, we remember what happened in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. Remember that Patrick yeah. Mahomes had zero time to throw any passes.
1: Give me that throw on a sidearm.
0: Yeah. Like, and honestly, I'm kind of scared for Sunday because I think it's, it has a chance to be that same thing.
1: Yeah, it could be. I hope not. I really hope not, to be honest. But uh, I think Mah- you know, Mahomes has the hurt ankle, too. So I saw – this is actually something just to just add in here. I saw someone on TikTok put um, a bet in for MVP of the game to either be the backup for the Chiefs, uh, I think it's Chad Henney, or Gardner Minshew for the Eagles. Because both quarterbacks are actually coming – I mean, the- Jalen Hurts isn't really that banged up, but he was hurt earlier on. Yeah, but – Jalen Hurts got his injury
0: out of the way, I guess you could say it. Uh, But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, it's still his ankle that everyone's watching. It happened in the uh, Jags game, and then he had a full week of practice going into the championship game, and now he's coming in on two weeks of practice. So I think he'll be fine, but like we're saying, if that Philly pass rush can disrupt him early, make him mobile, he doesn't want to be as mobile, I don't think. I still think he's going to do his thing on the ground, but in a perfect world, he wants to limit his mobility. And I think that uh, Philly pass rush is going to look to disrupt that big time. And yep. also, Kansas City, on the season, they've only allowed 26 sacks, which I don't really know how that ranks up against the other teams. But It's like one and a half game around there. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I really think, if you're looking for bets to put in, I don't know what sites have what prop bets, but I'm telling you, I think Philly's they're going to get like four or five, maybe six sacks on the day um on Patrick Mahomes and it's really going to disrupt him
1: yeah also to note this is like I know there's a lot of lot of reports on you know Mahomes ankle like everybody's looking at that so this is a this is like the true facts of an injury is his ankle obviously is hurt okay he's coming in he's probably going to be healed up he's probably going to feel good before the game but when you do take hits and you do start moving around that ankle and stuff it's not just going to go away. it's going to hurt again somehow so if he gets hit four five six seven times it's going to come back
0: yeah that's increasing Um, the probability by a lot of him retweaking retweaking that ankle in any way so i don't know that that 100 is the biggest matchup in the the super bowl is watch philly's defensive line going up against kansas city's o-line because they've had problems with their o-line um individually they're all all their players this season so um it could be crazy and watch for hassan reddick and uh, Fletcher Cox also, he's another player to look out for to get multiple sacks in the game. Yep.
1: Um kind of off of this too, I think that you know, if Philly can get to him, it's gonna obviously it's gonna increase the turnovers. I mean, turnovers in the Super Bowl are a really big thing because this game's gonna be really close. Like I said, I think it's gonna come down to whoever scores last kind of game. Yeah. Um, and if you can get those turnovers. Hey, it's going to help you out a bunch. Um, turnovers help you out in any game, obviously, but especially in this game where they're going to be so close, I don't think Mahomes is going to make too many mistakes. I don't think Hurts is going to make too many mistakes. you got to watch out for who's carrying the ball because you have a rookie carrying the ball for the Chiefs. Um, I guess Miles Sanders, aint he's a, pretty much a veteran at this point, but you know, just make sure you tuck the ball and run. Don't fumble on super plays. Don't fumble kickoffs. That's what's going to be the key factor in the game is Weird turnover somewhere, like a muff punt or something.
0: Yeah. And again, going off to where we just talked about that pass rush, I don't know. You throw off Mahomes' timing, he gets antsy, he throws some
1: wild balls, they have well, a better chance of getting picked. We did see against the Bengals, Mahomes did try to make a throw and the ball went backwards. So, dude, that was so funny. <laughs> so he literally went when the ball went flying. So don't do that against um, the Eagles or else the Eagles are going to make pay for it because if they get the ball, they're going to throw it downfield and they're going to score. So, yeah. same thing with the Chiefs, too. Agreed. Um, another
0: I think huge deciding maybe not so much huge because we were talking before we started recording this episode um, you you thought that it wasn't that big of a deal but I think Mm -hmm. the Eagles run game um, can they sustain it we know that's their identity they did it big against the the 49ers in the championship game Um, but you're saying you don't think that's as much of a as an it it factor in this game
1: so it's going to be down a scenario so I think the Eagles if they go up early yes so saying the run game is going to be the thing is stick to the run but the thing is is I don't think the Eagles are going to be playing from up and just holding off the Chiefs the whole game. Um the Chiefs are a team that you like you said you get Mahomes 13 seconds, he's going to move down the field. So literally. So if you guys are tied up, I mean, yeah, you can try to run the clock out with running the ball towards the end of the second half, but like obviously if the run game's working for you, keep doing it. Like keep getting the run game going. I don't think it's going to be like you have to run the ball like that kind of thing. Um I think the Chiefs kinda have more of a factor of needing to run the ball because the Eagles can do it both easily. Yeah. The thing is the Chiefs, if their if their pass game doesn't work, they gotta get Pacheco going, which he he can get going. So
0: And on the other end, if they do get Pacheco going like they want, it's gonna open up the pass game.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um and the Chiefs defense needs to watch out because I mean we've seen it week after week after week after week after week. Jalen Hurts will run up the middle and run it just like Daniel Jones does.
0: Yeah, um, he, he's just as much of a factor as Gainwell or Miles Sanders or Boston Scott more. is on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I just the reason I I put that in there is because I just think that's such of their identity as a team. I think in, it's in the a championship very, game they had four touchdowns rushing. So yeah,
1: it's a big thing because it's basically the Eagles need to work with some work. Just do what's been working for you, but also it makes me think about just don't. Like, if you can't get one thing going, you got to rely on something else. So if you're, you're only relying on one thing, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to win a game in the Super Bowl. Cause,
0: now, let me ask you this. If Kansas City does a good enough job at stopping and or sustaining the Eagles run game, do they have enough power in the pass game to be able to hang with the Chiefs?
1: Yeah, so it's good. I, I can't get into the analytics behind the secondary of the Chiefs because I'm going to be honest, I don't know the numbers on it. But um, I don't think in my mind that they're the top two in the league but um i would say the eagles can definitely get going with aj brown Devonte smith you gotta watch they're gonna sling it up aj brown's a player that i mean just with him alone he could definitely score touchdowns you don't even need Devonte smith then you got Devonte smith he's gonna ball out i think i think that going into this game the chiefs i think are really gonna be looking at the run game honestly i think that's the one thing they're probably thinking is if they don't score touchdowns on the ground we probably can get them, but yeah. at the end of the day, I think that if they're not be running the ball, they're going to Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. Trying yeah, to pull
0: out. I I think to answer my question too, I think they're they're going to be fine. If they they can't get their run game going, they have Smith, they have AJ Brown, um, some other players will be able to uh, step up as well. Maybe Zach Pascal can get some big catches. Imagine because the back to Zach Paschal, Chris Ballard always says all he does is catch touchdowns. That'd be cool to see him catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, so shout out to him for getting to the Super Bowl. time Colts wide receiver um for the Chiefs side we said it earlier i think number one their deciding factor is just how healthy is mahomes um and then for their defense containing hurts whether that be through the air or more of the threat on the ground i think that's huge for them and then i think their wide receiver play we talked a little bit about it last podcast what are we going to get from valdez scantling from juju those guys what do you think um about their offense
1: I think their offense, it's going to rely a lot on... Like we said, the one thing is to get the run game going, but I think that Valdez is a key player down, uh, going downfield vertical. Um, if I'm right, is it is Juju playing or is he hurt? I don't know. I th- I'm i going to look at that real quick, but uh, I think that Kelsey is going to have a day. I have a lot of bets in for him getting touchdowns, two touchdowns, over 60 yards, because... It's a Super Bowl. They want to get the ball. They're not going to just not get the ball at Kelsey in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like- a quick update. Um, as of Wednesday, which
0: is yesterday, the ninth, or the 8th, uh, Juju was a full participant in practice. So I think he uh, is looking to go. A limited participant was uh, Kadarius Tony. Look out for he's him. He's listed as probable. Yeah. Uh, Juju?
1: Yeah, which he's probably going to play. <laughs> I think
0: uh, Tony is the one to look at as well. Just yeah, anybody that they can get on the field to help, they're going to need it.
1: Um, one thing I did know when I was talking about the Chiefs secondary, I said I didn't know the analytics behind it. There's actually something really cool to look into. So, um, the Chiefs allow the most touchdowns through the air game, um, 33, which is the only team above 30 touchdowns for their like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. defense, and they have 11 interceptions. So they rank 10th in defense, uh, pass defense, uh, this year. The Eagles are actually behind them five so they're 15th uh, but the eagles don't only allow 22 touchdowns this year on the pass game so i don't know man chiefs defense secondary i mean if they can i think what their problem is is probably allowing just too many touchdowns that's the thing
0: Um, yeah and again with a matchup like this as close as all the stats are as powerful as these two offenses which of these defenses will be able to show up kansas city's number one in scoring offense philly's number three in scoring offense these teams are gonna put up points. Which defense can get that that crazy turnover or get you know a, a timely stop on third down, a timely sack, maybe a strip sack. Like that's you what's know, gonna happen.
1: Do you know the top two teams in sacks this year? Eagles and Chiefs. For real? Yeah. Um Eagles are at a whopping 70 sacks this year, which is above everyone. Yeah. Um second is Chiefs at fifty five. That's
0: insane.
1: Um, that is via the NFL um, stats. So that's crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, it shows you what you can do long term in a season when you your defensive line is causing as much disruptions as those two teams are. Seventy is absurd.
1: Yeah, that's. I I don't know the record or anything for a season or anything like that. It says but,
0: they're with their seventy. They're tied for third all time. So at least two teams are higher than that. So I don't know. I, I don't that imagine be because being... of
1: all the bad teams they played.
0: Oh, here we go again.
1: Ooh. I don't know. Fletcher Cox
0: and Reddick, they're yeah, enough they're, to disrupt you. So I'm not going to take away from that. Anything else stand out to you? I mean, this probably is going to be the last time we talk about the Super Bowl before we recap it next yeah, week.
1: Yeah, so if you're watching this, um, I'm really considering going live either on YouTube, TikTok, if we can make it to 1,000 somehow before Sunday, which probably won't happen. But um, YouTube, Instagram, something during the game. Hopefully some of you guys show up. Um, yeah, we'll cool. see man
0: we'll see um, anything though anything else we, are, we said your prediction you said Chiefs I final said Eagles prediction.
1: final we'll do the final prediction here okay we'll start with you okay who do you think is going to win this game who do I
0: think is going to win I, I think the Chiefs will be able to do it I yeah. really do I think Mahomes it's, it's the been here before I, did they the last time they were in did they win or lose and they who? won the Chiefs they're not coming off a loss, are they? The Chiefs. They played in the championship. No, I'm talking about like the last time they were in the Super Bowl. It's their oh. third and four years. Did they? Uh, I know they won one. They lost. I think they won the last time.
1: It's. I know. They, I know they lost in the championship last year. Uh, they played 2020 against the.
0: That was the Bucks. Or no, that was the Niners. Yeah, it was the Niners. They won that one, I think. Then they played the Bucs and lost.
1: Or not even really. I okay, yeah, players, no, dude. no,
0: I'm tripping. So the last one they were in, they lost, was the Bucks. Yeah, so that, that makes my point. I think they're going to be hungry off that. Um, They did what they needed to in the championship game. We saw that. They, were, they weren't they were going to lose that one again. I just think they're not going to lose back-to-back Super Bowls that they that they go into. I think Philly is fully capable of winning it, and I would not be surprised if Philly really, really runs up the score, but I think the Chiefs are going to win it.
1: Yeah, that— I think the Chiefs win it as well. I'm gonna put a score prediction on it. The, this is the thing: is everybody's saying this game's gonna be crazy high scoring, which I believe it. But like, I could just see this being one of those games that just stupidly goes under. Like, you think it's gonna be so high scoring, high, but I think with both teams getting a lot of sacks, I think that Chiefs do allow a lot more touchdowns through the air. Not sure how the rush defense is. I think that this game ends up in the high 20s so i'm saying like probably 30 27 or 28 24 type of game and um, like geez. you
0: said you think the winner is going to be the one that scored last so maybe yeah. like a maybe like a game when you drive from mahomes evan or, uh it's just crazy dude I th- I, like i said
1: like i said everybody i said this last time i'm putting in on my fan duel that this game is going to end up by three points. Whoever wins it is going to win by three points. That's what a that's, lot
0: of people are uh, like. S- that's all I'm seeing, too. Like, it's that close of a game.
1: But it, I'm going to be so mad whenever I could honestly see, like, knowing how bad Kansas City's secondary is looking on the uh, stat sheet, I mean, that's scary because J- a lot of those games that uh, the Philly won by a lot was Jalen Hurts going nuts.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you also got to give credit. You, we were saying that going into the Bengals game, and they shut down Cincinnati. um as much as they could. Obviously they won the game, but I don't think Cincinnati would tell you that they played their best offensive game that that night. So I don't know, the man. The Chiefs
1: have a better run defense. I mean a little bit. Um they just they all less touchdowns and yards. So I mean they're not crazy, but we're both yeah. going
0: Chiefs. I'm gonna also put one in just to counter you. I think the Eagles can very well win this game as well, but I want the heart wants the Chiefs, the heart wants my Mahomes to get another one. Um, yeah but yeah final thoughts on the super bowl guys we will be making another episode next week obviously recap in the super bowl and i think um after that it's a lot of colts basketball. discussions it's a and basketball yeah it's a lot of colts discussions whether we will probably be naming a new head coach next week if everything okay. goes to plan and uh talking rookie quarterbacks but that's all in the future now and if you
1: well, like for the off season two like when we get more in the off season, if you guys haven't like followed us from last year and stuff, um, we get really into the Colts around July August time before because we go to the training camps. We you know put out that content and we just get really hyped for the Colts, man. Uh, as
0: sad as that is, because we hopefully usually get hopefully let get down. some pay-
1: hopefully get some Pacers playoffs this uh, spring, but it probably won't happen.
0: Yeah. Also, in a perfect world, hopefully we can one day get some Colts players on the pod. On the pod,
1: what's wrong? Never. What's so funny? It's just not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I think so, but I let's so. pivot for the first time NBA, in a long baby. time. The tiebreaker is going to talk NBA mainly because the NFL is ending, and today is the trade deadline. One of the best p- parts of the year, I think. NBA trade trade deadline is one of the most exciting parts of the year as well, just because. A lot of players get moved. I mean, we saw Kevin Durant last night. I woke up to notification on my phone saying Kevin Durant got moved to Phoenix, which I thought is crazy because I'm pretty sure earlier yesterday that Brooklyn said they're shutting down all KD. They're not listening for anything for KD. Then you wake up, and now he's in Phoenix, and he's probably going to win a championship with Phoenix. So it's crazy. But I think let's list um, a couple of winners. And a couple of losers from the trade deadline. It's a pretty easy concept. And then uh, we'll run down all of the trades that happened today because we're lucky enough that we're recording this pod after the deadline so we can go back and look at pretty much everything. But I think some of the winners is obviously Dallas. If you guys didn't know, if you're listening, Kyrie went from Brooklyn to Dallas. Um, I think that was one of the biggest ones. That's, that's what really set off this whole thing. That was one of the biggest dominoes of the week. What do you what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks?
1: Kyrie going to the Mavericks, I love it. I think that that team, you know, I think him and Luca, like, I don't know how that combo is going to work out. It kind of like in my head, it kind of seems weird to see, because, I mean, we had obviously Kyrie play with LeBron, um, and that worked out well. I think that that could work out kind of similar to that. Obviously, I'm not saying Doncic is LeBron, but um, pretty damn close. I think that. It's going to work out good for him. I don't know how far it's going to get him because knowing that the Suns are in the West, too. So. I know.
0: Um. I think one thing that's good on this is obviously it gets the pressure off of Luka. Um For the past couple of years, Luca's really been all that they have. And I also think that if you if I don't know if anyone knows this, but Dallas like really struggles when Luca's off the floor. Rightfully so. Um, so I think now they have that good balance of Kyrie can take over when Luca's off the bench or off the floor. And then when he's on the floor and they need to rest Kyrie, Luca has the floor. Um, I think they're going to really have to figure out how to work with each other. Obviously Luca has been the number one guy. So how can he be off the ball? He hasn't really been, he doesn't really move off the ball that well, but I think, uh, that's a very dangerous duo. The only thing is Kyrie Irving likes to do Kyrie Irving things off Uh the court. I mean, you can't trust Kyrie Irving. I think he's the reason why Brooklyn fell apart. He's the reason. Luckily, the Celtics got rid of him, but he was a big problem in Boston. Um, so I don't know. It looks really good on paper, and they obviously have a really good honeymoon period. But how long will um, the good stuff last in Dallas? And how far can they make it, it? Remains to be seen. But I believe that Dallas is a pretty good winner in the trade. This, this is year.
1: also something like way off topic. I don't. We don't even have it on here. But have you seen? Do you know Cam Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, have you seen what he's been doing lately? Three straight 40-point games? Yeah, I've been, I've been looking at that. I was like, yo. I do have something to here? say
0: about this, though, because obviously the three, the three straight 40-point games is crazy, but that last game that they played, it was the game before the Lakers and Thunder game the other night when LeBron broke the record. He had like 30-something in the fourth, and then for the last like two minutes of the game, he was the one that was always getting fouled. To send him to the free throw line. So he like yeah. his last like eight, ten, maybe even twelve points were from the free throw line. Really skewed, but not to take any way, any credit away from Cam Thomas, because he is I a walking I don't, I don't bucket.
1: The thing is, is I don't know much about him. I, I mean I knew of him, but like I never knew like how good he actually was. Do you think like he's actually him? Like
0: Yeah, and like, he he has been him for a while i'm pretty sure he came out of lsu he broke a bunch of scoring records at lsu um he was five-star recruit one of the best shooting guards in the 2020 class um i don't know i just like how he's having his time to shine obviously a lot of stuff's going like wrong in brooklyn right now um Anyone so i hope they old? they find some stability and yeah he's 21 and he's yeah. three straight 40 point games is a walking and the
1: us have like what uh 20 first round picks now yeah
0: everyone's throwing around a bunch of second round picks also. Um, but let's go. The next team that I think is a winner out of this, uh, whole trade deadline is the Lakers. And I don't really like the Lakers. I don't really like LeBron. Um, every time I see the Lakers lose on get happy. Cause I just think they've been like a, a crap shoot ever since LeBron yeah. went there outside of the bubble season. But, um, they actually got some really good help that they need. I like um, the trade. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think they can make a serious run after the all-star break. I think getting rid of Westbrook is helpful to them. Um, I don't know if you West saw Brick. this for real. I don't know if you saw this, but during that game the other night when LeBron broke the record, like there was reports coming out that at halftime him and the uh, Westbrook and the head coach were get got, got into a heated discussion about something that happened at the end of the second quarter. Like you would think on a night like that, everything centered around LeBron that Westbrook yeah. would decide to be normal for once in his mm-hmm. life. And not make a scene but obviously westbrook does westbrook things the next day he gets traded so i think so uh, i saw they got some actual help there
1: i saw a day i don't know i'm not i'm not, like i'm gonna give you guys a little disclaimer i'm not in the nba like i am in the nfl like i know nfl way more than nba but uh i basically i watch nba a lot but um anyways so i saw a video today of westbrook basically when he was getting traded he went up to lebron and you know it was all cool with him and stuff um i'm not too sure how westbrook acts off the court not even off court but like his attitude towards the game um i knew when he was um with okc it was like he was godly then after that it's like now it's it's falling apart yeah
0: what's crazy is that in 2017 they they signed him to like the 200 million dollar five-year deal and and every year every year of that five-year deal he's been on a, a different team ever since then like I, and it kind of upsets me because I am I was like a big Russell Westbrook fan. Like, how could you not be? The dude was a walking triple-double. He was best point guard in the league, MVP. And then, like, I don't know. It just seems like the past couple of years, all he's done is regress. Everywhere he's been, he's been like a problem. The media kind of hates him now. They want to give him a bunch of crap. That doesn't yeah, help that's his what I was case. That was
1: The media kind of – I mean, even if you make the wrong moves of what you do, the media just slams him every time something happens. And
0: like, I personally, I do feel bad for him on that aspect, but – um, I don't know. if He's turned into that. Have you,
1: have you seen the video? Whenever uh, Russell Westbrook does an interview with that girl, and she tells him that he's been doing pretty good lately, and he's like looks at her, and he's like, "Have you yeah. seen that?" Yeah, yeah, and I have.
0: Like, it. Um, just for those listening, the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, who I'm like I heard that he could be a possible to come to the Pacers, and Malik Beasley. the The Lakers got actual help around LeBron, around Anthony Davis. Um, and they actually got Mobamba as well. That happened towards the end of the trade deadline about an hour ago. They got rid of Patrick Beverly to Orlando. They brought in Mobamba. So I think, like I said, the Lakers won off this trade. I don't know where Russell Westbrook will go because he will not play a single game in Utah. He hates Utah. He's had been outspoken about Utah and their fans and their organization. He's not going to, he's probably not even going to walk into their facility. I don't know where he'll be flipped. He might not even play the rest of the season. But, uh, Why does
1: I, he hate Utah? I don't know that.
0: They've, I don't know either. I just know that he's had problems with their fans. Um, I mean, it's Utah, bro. They don't, they, you know where I'm getting with that. But uh, yeah. a, a, also a part of that trade, uh, the T Wolves got Mike Conley, who Indiana guy. He's been around the league forever. He's a walking bucket. I think he's going to do good for the Timberwolves. But uh, yeah, just to wrap that in a bow, I think the Lakers won that one for sure. Now let's get into the Suns.
1: Well, I didn't even know about the whole. Like Warren thing, I didn't know TJ Warren p- is on the Suns.
0: Yeah, he went when I, we. I forget what deal he left with. It might have been when we got Karis LeVert last year. Made that long. Yeah, or maybe it was when we. I got thought he was on Haliburton. the Nets. Yeah, for so like the he was just he just left the Nets.
1: Yeah, so that's... oh, I thought you were saying he left. I thought you were saying that he left the Nets. Then I thought. No, I was no, saying no. I didn't I didn't realize that the trade that just happened involved Warren going to the Suns. Yeah, that's that's what I it just did. now realized that. Yep.
0: So if you guys aren't familiar, the Nets got Mik- Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first round picks. It's a 23, 25, twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven, and twenty nine first round picks, which is crazy. And then in return, the Suns got KD and TJ Warren. I actually love that TJ Warren got out of Brooklyn and he's going to go play in Phoenix. Who oddly enough. What's funny is he's the one that Phoenix got rid of to bring to here. Now he's going back to Phoenix. I just want to know, man, how did they get KD and TJ Warren and not give up any of their big three? We saw last year they were potentially shopping DeAndre Ayton. How do they still keep Devin Booker and Chris Paul and
1: gain Kevin Durant? That's yeah. mind-blowing. I think that I don't know what it is. I don't know if Brooklyn was like, would send them out west somewhere or something. But I don't know how Brooklyn – man or not Brooklyn, Phoenix, did that. Brooklyn did get a lot of – didn't they get, like, three first-rounders for it? Four. 23,
0: four, 25,
1: 27, yeah, 29. F- yeah, four first-rounders. Um, that's insane, dude. I I can't – I don't even know what they were thinking. I mean, they unless it was like they got to get rid of KD, KD's not, like – uh, And I think that's what it
0: was because I also got – I saw today on Sports Center that it came out that the the Nets wouldn't have traded Kyrie to Dallas if they would have known that KD was going to leave because what they got for Kyrie going to Dallas, that was supposed to help Kevin Durant and keep him there and get him some stability. They would have I guess they would have sent Kyrie to the Lakers. That's what they said if they knew that KD was leaving. Two days later, yeah. KD also left and now their whole roster's blown up, leaving Ben Simmons there. But I want to ask you, this has to put Phoenix as the favorite in the West, right?
1: Uh yeah, I think it definitely puts him as the favorite in the West because I mean you got de- I mean, without K D there they weren't really a close they, they were like struggling favorite this year,
0: but the last two years they've been like the number one team in the league. And now they're adding. This, KD. this is what
1: I gotta say about this, right? And I know that Brooklyn was a lot different. It's also Brooklyn. It's also there was a lot behind the scenes in Brooklyn that happened. But like, whenever that trade happened to the Nets, when we thought Harden and KD and Irving were gonna play together, I know the situation is a little different than this. But whenever that happened, I thought no doubt in my mind they're winning a. Chance, yeah, we were so. saying
0: the same thing as what we're yeah. saying about Phoenix now. But
1: I think the Phoenix is a lot more safe, a lot safer to say because they've been there. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see. I, KD's probably not. He's definitely not playing tomorrow. But um, yeah, they'll be here, right? Yeah, they're gonna be here in Indy. Kind of wanted to go to it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to or not. He um, might play. He actually might play tomorrow. I doubt I it, but he I might. think He's hurt though. I think he's been hurt.
0: That's a good. I was yeah. That's actually a good point because I was going to ask that. I wonder how long he'll still be out for, um, and when he'll make his Phoenix debut. But good for KD, man. I always loved KD. I. There's a reason. He's a reason why I always wanted Brooklyn to work out especially when I saw that that big three in Brooklyn Man, Dick, If it wasn't for the Pacers, that's who I was going to always be rooting for in the East, just for KD. And also, I mean, I like Kyrie Irving. Like, he is such a crazy talent on the basketball court. Like, how can you not like him? Obviously, yeah. you can dis- disagree with all his off-the-court stuff. We don't have to get into that, but I think he's one of the best point guards in the league. A part of me is a little upset, especially because this year... They went on like a like eleven or twelve game winning streak. They completely turned their season around. It was looking like him and Kyrie finally were able to get some reps under each other, find wins, and then Katie gets injured again, and now they're all gone, leaving Ben Simmons alone. I just think it's crazy. So,
1: so what's going on with East? Like who's gonna be run, like? I mean, the Nets Boston. weren't the number one team there, it's, obviously. It's, but it's Boston and Milwaukee above all. There's Boston, Milwaukee, and. Nets are actually fifth. I didn't realize I thought the Nets were like tragic like just tragically struggling this year, but I guess they're not. Um Celtics Bucks, seventy sixers. Yeah, it's it's
0: Yeah, that's all. I always forget about Philly. Philly's there, but in a seven game series against a team like Boston or a team like Milwaukee, I don't see Philly. They're gonna they're they're that third team in the East, and that's really it.
1: But like in the Western Conference, bro, you got I understand the Warriors are ninth right now, they're not like number one, you gotta get them but, in the playoffs. That's it. But you, but you gotta say it's the Warriors. So it's, you got the Warriors, you got the Suns, you got the Clippers, which they have Kawhi yeah. and Paul. So I'm not yeah. saying Clippers have been doing pretty good recently. Um, Nuggets, Lakers, Mavericks, Nuggets.
0: and you got the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are nothing. Um, they're bit, they're yeah. big frauds. There's my hot take for the pod. But yeah, let me reiterate. You have the Nuggets, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers, you have the Suns, you have the Mavericks, you have the Warriors. That's six teams. Any one of those six are going to be able to come out easily in the West. Like It's just crazy that KD went back out there, and Kyrie's we now in the West like as well.
1: The top 25 players in the NBA, probably 18 of them played in the West. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: So Wild. those are some winners.
0: Let's just um, just remind everybody of what else has happened the new york knicks they got josh hart they sent cam reddish to the blazers
1: uh oh they got rid of cam reddish i didn't know that one
0: i know and cam reddish was one i would always i was always kind of hoping the pacers could get like his build of player is what the pacers desperately Damn. need uh bones highland went to the clippers nuggets got rid of him another crazy one that happened today the, the pistons got james wiseman no i he was like a number three or number two or whatever pick with the Warriors. Uh he was in uh, La- or Lamella Ball's draft class. The Hawks got Sadiq Bey from that. What did the they, they get
1: rid of for, for Wiseman?
0: Uh the Warriors got five second round picks for Wiseman. Uh That's not bad. Nah, Justin Holiday went to the Rockets. Uh like I said earlier, Patrick Beverly went to the Mavericks from Mobamba going to the Lakers. The Clippers also got Eric Gordon. They sent Houston Rockets John Wall back.
1: Baverick- Mavericks had Beverly too. Nah, Magic. Oh, Magic. I was about to say. Yeah. I was like, How did Obama get traded from the Mavericks? Yeah. Uh,
0: the Pacers also waived Terry Taylor, a part of that Bucks deal. Um, and I don't know if we've, a- if we've even said it, but Pacers got George Hill back. They also got Jordan Wara, who he's also one of those players, kind of like Cam Reddish. He's the the build of a player that we desperately need. We need a tall, lengthy wing defender, mostly, but that that can also shoot the three well. So I think Jordan Wara here in Indy will be able to uh, come off the bench and provide a spark. I'm a little upset, though, because I really, really wanted Obi Toppin or O.G. Ananobi. Um, those were like two of the stud players that we really need on the yeah. wing. And I remember you uh, texted me earlier. You said John, uh, John Collins from the hawks would be a nice pickup but atlanta and... i've been
1: yeah i saw i watched a youtube video and they were saying like, that was one of the biggest rumors i haven't seen anything on twitter or anything about it but yeah. it's just a video
0: uh atlanta came out and said that they're not shopping him today so and obviously the trade um, deadline has
1: passed so so also what do you think the pacers i'm not really gonna give my take on it because i do watch the pacers a lot this year um but what do you think that the pacers need to add to their team that's just gonna make them at least be better than like a six, seven, eight seed, maybe top five in the East. Yeah, better
0: than uh hoping to get in the play-in, maybe make the playoffs, but as a seven or eight seed. Yeah, yeah. it's that six, seven, six, eight, six, nine wing defender. Um, because our defense is bad. I mean, obviously we we extended yeah. Miles Turner, but he can only do so much. That's what the Pacers have needed ever since. Really, we got rid of Paul George. Um, as Mm -hmm. crazy as that is. It's that OG Ananobi type or that Obi Toppin type. Kind of a Jordan Wara. Let me see Jordan Wara's um build, but it's it's that wing defender six eight guy desperately need Jordan Wara six nine, two twenty five, which that works, but we need about two of those guys, and we'll I think we'll be fine.
1: The thing I do like about the Pacers, though, I have to say this year, is that I've noticed for for one obvious thing is that they've definitely become a faster team. Um, oh. Yeah, way faster. And I just love the fact that you can watch them. And like, I feel like they can, inside they lack a little bit, but like, they can really be scoring a lot. Like, they can score from, you got Buddy Heald from three, you can hit eight in a game. Yeah. like. Um, Halliburton, the assists are insane. I like how you know, I think they're developing this team pretty good. Um, obviously, they got a lot of roles to fill in the position. Um, but I think that they're in good hands right now. Obviously, they're a, a Pacers team that we're watching that we're like, we'll just keep looking at them, I'm like, oh, they could just they just need to fill those spots. We'll be there.
0: Yeah, what really hurt with the Pacers is we we won like 10 of 11 or 8 of 10 or whatever.
1: I remember that we were
0: reeling and then Tyrese Halliburton got hurt and we have won two games since then. I think we're like two and 13 in our last 15 or something crazy. We haven't won a road game um, since December 23rd.
1: So is uh Jalen Smith sticking with us or
0: yeah, Jalen Smith's here to stay. We wave Coco Batazi. Um, we're keeping Isaiah Jackson. We waived Terry Taylor, but it's, we have the point guard. We have the center. We have pretty decent backup centers as well. Our back our our bench on the point guard Got a little better, I guess, with George Hill, veteran-wise. But it's the wing. It's the, it's, it's the three or four position that every elite team in the NBA has that the Pacers are desperately trying to find. And hey, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. I highly doubt it. We'll be in the lottery again next year, or this upcoming draft. It's a stacked draft class as well. We'll probably be picking maybe in the six to ten range. That's where we'll get that wing guy. And I think next year is where we really start to see the the success that we're envisioning right now, um, which I'm cool with. Like, we're in no rush. We have Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. He's our point guard of the future. Tyrese Halliburton, I believe, is the type of player that can get those other big-name players to come and want to play and with.
1: one player that we haven't talked about is Mathern. I think Mathern was— oh. uh, You yeah, are right. How
0: do we get this far without talking about
1: Mathern? We haven't talked about Mathern. I mean, Mathern's— I didn't know much. I knew that he was good coming into the season. I'm gonna be honest. When I saw him coming in, I just thought he looked good in college. Like I, I think he looked good. There was nothing wrong with him. I kind of did doubt myself because doubt him because when I looked at him play, I don't know. I'm not like some crazy into basketball analytics type of person. I watched him play. I just thought maybe I was like, man, I I just want someone that's gonna look like a freaking superstar. And he he to me he didn't look like the crazy game taking player, but. Until hey, you saw him wrong. play. Yeah. yeah. And he,
0: he walks around with so much confidence. It's not cockiness. Yeah. He acts like he deserves to be here. He rightfully su- does deserve to be here. The only problem right now with Matherin is Rick Carlisle. He is, he, his minutes, the way he plays Matherin is super strange. Last night, he played 13 minutes in a game. And right now, the Pacers are bad. So he decided to play TJ McConnell more, Daniel Tice more. If we're going to be bad, Let's be young. Let's let's really play our young players instead of playing all our old guys. Yeah. Last night was super weird in Miami. He played thirteen minutes. He scored two points. It, it it's just I don't, I don't get that part right now. Uh, Rick Carlisle is catching some slack right now for his uh, decision making with Ben Matherin, but he's fine. He had he had like five straight games of twenty or more points. He leads the lead. He leads all rookies in scoring. Leads all rookies by a ton right now in free throws. Yeah. I just, I love his game. He's here to stay. Uh, Matherin, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner. um, I like Aaron Neesmith a lot too. And Tyrese Halliburton, I think, is the core right now. But it's a matter of can we fill that with um, a couple more three or four players? The three or four position players, I should say.
1: Yeah. Matherin, I'm looking at the stats right now. I'm trying to see, like, for the rookie numbers, he is second in points per game behind Um, Pedro's. Yeah. Yeah. Ben going to be first. I mean, he's actually been, Ben I wouldn't say he's been struggling, but lately he hasn't been doing what he started off with. Like, he started off like 20 plus a game. And I know this because I gamble a lot. So, <laughs> you can look um, at the
0: minutes per game, too, between Matherin and Boncaro. Five Crazy. minutes. Yeah.
1: I think, actually. And yeah, Matherin's uh, doing
0: all this off the bench.
1: Yeah. He's coming off the bench. I mean, um, he's sick. Matherin's at 28. I mean, you got players like Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray. I like Keegan Murray a lot. Um. J- jay nivy and stuff they're over him but Mathur pretty much what stands out for me is his 17 points a game obviously with those minutes um it's crazy his yeah, free throw numbers are astronomical too for a rookie Yeah, they're like i think they're 82 82 yeah, percent right now yeah um, just look at his attempts per game
0: can you see his attempts it's nuts no i can't see or his a rookie. game
1: yeah His games played are also the highest, too, out of all the rookies that are at least on this list. Yeah, because I know
0: Boncaro had some injury problems as well.
1: And that kind of does mess up your stats. So, I mean, if you play more games, it's harder to keep up higher numbers, too. So
0: Yeah, unfortunately for Matherin, I think because—I'm not even kidding. I think it's because of the way Rick Carlisle has chosen his minutes and chosen to keep him coming off the bench this whole year. Uh, I think Boncaro will be Rookie of the Year but I think um, Matherin has has a strong case, especially if he can. I have think a, if Matherin like, half of the season,
1: if he has like a crazy rest of the seasons after the stretch of the um, All Stars, he he has a chance. Um, but I mean, Paula is just. I, I, I,
0: I think Moncara will happen, Unfortunately, yeah. Let's um, let's kind of wrap up the talk of the trade deadline. I want to talk about some of the losers for like a team that like lost all these trades, and I'm we're only going to talk about one team, Brooklyn. And I'm going to tell you right now for as much hype as they yeah, as much hype as they had bringing in James Harden and KD or James Harden, Kyrie and KD they have to be the most underachieving team in NBA history. I'm going the whole history of the, of the sport the most underachieving team. How like that big 3 played 16 games together, Harden, Irving and KD, like that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think that, and I'm looking at their team right now. If you look at their team right now, they're not. It's not like they're tremendously trash. I mean, you got Dinwiddie, Bridges, Claxton, um, Ben Simmons. No, they're bad. I mean, they're they're bad. They're they're bad, but they're not like I don't know. Anyways, they're not just gonna fucking be zero and forty. So I think that they got rid of Kyrie. They got rid of Kevin Durant. They have players that can sit there while they try to rebuild this team. Um that can fill roles, but I think that for the most part, though, other than that, yeah, this this organization is down the drain. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's most underachieving team in all of sports, uh, or most underachieving team in the whole NBA history, I believe. Just because when you had a team on paper, like we said earlier in the pod, that has KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, you're like, okay, that team's going to run the East. That was the whole expectation. They've played 16 games. James Harden's not even there anymore. He was the first one to get out as soon as he realized that the problem started. And honestly, you could probably say that a lot of these problems fall on Kyrie. So, um, Brooklyn, the biggest losers of the trade deadline for sure. Um, yeah, we can move on now. Now, you wanted to talk about LeBron?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I've been like, talking to a lot of people about, okay? So, you know, everybody always has the talks about who's the greatest of all time, LeBron, Michael Jordan. Even some people might even vouch Kobe, even though statistically was not um what does it mean for lebron's legacy to go up as a leading scorer for his vouch to be the greatest of all time i think it solidifies it yeah you think it's a little i think personally i'm not going to sit here and say my opinion is the right opinion because i believe that it is so close depending on the opinions of other people um i for to me michael jordan i think it was the better player but LeBron, when I watch him play, obviously, the thing I like about him is he could guard anybody on the court. I mean, that's the one thing that gives me from him. All five roles can be filled. Um, I don't know. It, I just think that it's it's very controversial right now because you do see the people that are like, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Some people are like LeBron. They think that recently he's proved it because he's the all-time scoring leader. Um he went to the Cavs, saved the Cavs, basically. He, you can- hey,
0: LeBron, listen, this is coming from the biggest LeBron James hater on the earth. I hate LeBron. I'd never have liked him. Obviously, being a Pacers fan has a lot to do with it. But I think of what he did the other night, what he's done his whole career. He's 38 years old and he's moving like he's 25. He's still can drop almost 50 a game if he wants to. He can, what he's yeah. doing in his dunking and his passing, he is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game 100% look at the era as well you can talk about eras until I'm, you're blue in the face but look at what he's done right now and what he's still doing compared to, to Michael Jordan like I don't like comparing the two either
1: I it's think hard because it's I just think. like the thing is is like it's so you, you almost have to because they're literally the two greatest players of all time yeah so people obviously obviously gonna wonder you know who's who's the number one guy it's so hard to compare these two, but I think that with him passing this number, it really does give me more of a reason to think that he is number one. Um, but like I said, I still put my I just think him. the He's- way
0: he did it too the other night, he did it in three quarters. He went into yeah. the game, needed 38. It's like, okay, he might get it. Maybe he'll get like half of it and then get it the next game against the Bucks. Nah, he got it in three quarters. He completely took over that third quarter as well. I just think LeBron, whatever he wants to do on the court, He's able to do it and he's 38 years old. He's twenty he's in his twentieth year into the league. Yeah. And
1: like, that's that's the one thing is when you get into categories and you start comparing who has more categories better than the other. Um LeBron's categories are gonna be three point shooting, which you could argue it's the era um, of basketball. Also, LeBron, his longevity was just way better. I mean, he's right now he's thirty eight balling out. Um,
0: he's never really been injured, like a like a crazy yeah. injury. Yeah, no crazy injuries then that's a credit to himself of what he does to take care of his body off the court. Yeah,
1: that's a credit to himself. He reminds if if you were to say the Tom Brady of basketball. Are you going to compare that to Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. LeBron. Okay. I don't know though because Tom Brady, like I said, been to all them Super Bowls, won them Super Bowls. I mean, I guess
0: obviously coach. the biggest factor in the in the discuss, in the argument is yeah. the NBA rings. But also when I hear Tom Brady of the NBA I'm thinking of all the records and longevity all the too. MVps longevity and it's not even longevity it's what you're doing in your 20th year it's not like you're just you're in year 20 but you're right in the bench no you're yeah. in year 20 and you're averaging 40 a game and can go out there it's like you're playing like you're 25. I, I, I keep saying that like
1: that I saw this slide that... I think
0: LeBron like I'm the biggest LeBron James hater on this earth. But I can recognize greatness, and I believe – and I can also say that he's undoubtedly the greatest to to
1: ever play. I think that that completes this conversation. We're just going to go in circles with it because (laughs) it's a conversation that will just never go away. I I hate – the thing with me is – If you even in the
0: discussion, that answers it right there. LeBron, Jordan, you can't pick
1: one. Yeah. They're both goaded. I'm I was just trying to see what you your thoughts and maybe even even the listeners listeners thoughts are because I get caught up in the conversation. Like when you meet someone that likes basketball, you know the first thing you always say, "LeBron Jordan." Like, yeah, that's that's the first thing always comes up, and I always sit there to ask myself, "I'm like in my own head, I want to say Jordan just because that's the picture I see in my head. Like when I think of best basketball player, I see the Jordan symbol. Like, but
0: I don't know. It's it's just hard to you know what I really wish, like with all my heart, because he he is. is my favorite of all time is kobe i'm just pissed that his his career didn't go as long as the other two um he obviously has all the championships over lebron but i think kobe in both of their primes was better than lebron but unfortunately i don't think he can put him in the combo
1: the part with kobe that i loved obviously everybody loves his mentality um I, i saw a clip today where he played in the um I think it was the Olympics or whatever, and he was like, I'm running through, straight through Pau Gasol first play. or whatever Was it Pau Gasol? Probably. Uh, he said, I'm run-, he goes, I'm running straight through him first play of the game. I don't care. Just yeah. to show him that I don't care that we're teammates. But I think that Kobe really made a bigger impact on basketball than LeBron did. Um, more of his style of play, basically. I think from me growing up and you too as well, I think that Looking up to Kobe was more of a thing than looking up to LeBron. 100%. Like, and my,
0: that was... like, in my opinion, especially growing up, I didn't like, I didn't want to really be. Le- and it was Kobe or LeBron in mine in your era, who you root yeah. for. And I was always team Kobe, but like, yeah. I just saw what Kobe was doing compared to LeBron. He never left the Lakers. LeBron had to go all these different teams. Like you said, the Mamba mentality. Look, Kobe didn't find excuses. I think LeBron does. Finds excuses better than anyone in the league. He's a crybaby, Kobe. Mm-hmm. You never saw that with Kobe. That's a whole different discussion. But yeah, I like I like that you brought that up.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that when I grew up, I don't remember the first NBA moment I remember my entire life. I was like four or five years old, and I remember being like, "All right, I'm gonna watch basketball today Because I was, I started playing basketball. First game I watched, I swear to God, I thought Kobe's name was Kobe. Oh my god! So I was saying, I was saying, "Go Kobe, go Kobe!" On the screen, I was screaming. <laughs> My stepdad came in. He goes, dude. His name's fucking Kobe. Like, fuck.
0: <laughs> All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the NBA talk. A lot more NBA talk to come. Last thing here, Jackson. You said, uh, what about this coin toss? I forget this Super Bowl coin toss. You don't have a good I... history with this.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, the coin toss. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. This would be a good one. So, the coin toss. The past two years, I've bet tails. Okay. Right now, I'm about to make a decision of what I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick tails. We're going three straight years of tails. Three straight lose,
0: wrong. If
1: I lose three straight years, okay, this is the coin toss of the Super Bowl, right? Three straight years of the coin toss. I swear on everything like it's 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 going heads next year and if if I miss on heads next year, I might as well quit. Like, so you're going
0: tails for the third year. I'm gonna go heads
1: this year. and uh what I'm thinking as well is. It's going to be tails, but this is one thing I also want to share with people. So I might, I think I brought this up in the last podcast, the team to win the first coin toss, or let's, let me look this up before I say this. The team that wins the
0: coin toss loses, right? The game?
1: Yeah. I want to see, I want to make sure I get the numbers right so we can use this right. But I got to see the graphic. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The last ten Super Bowls, the coin toss winner—wait, yeah, okay. In the last ten Super Bowls, the coin toss winner has lost the game ten yep. straight. Yep. So, does that mean that it's gonna have to happen this year? Like, are we gonna have to put a bet on it, saying a live bet? As soon as this, like, we're gonna bet tails. We're gonna get tails. Eagles are gonna win it. And then we're going to bet Chiefs money line when the game yeah. starts. Yeah. Or, so,
0: or does the trend stop this season?
1: I'm the type of person that I'm going to probably end up losing on this bet um, because that's just how it works yeah. after 10 straight years. But it's 10 straight years, 10 of 10. If you hit 10 straight bets doing that, that'd be insane. But Look at
0: this. So there was a stretch of five straight years of being heads. Then there was a stretch of four straight years being tails. And then it went heads, heads, tails, heads, heads. That's crazy.
1: Wait, it's eleven. I think it's eleven years because. No, nah, it's um, not even
0: ten. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven years, oh. or eight, eight years. The last team to get the the coin toss and win was the Seahawks
1: when they played the Broncos. I have a bad graphic. I, I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, I did. just ruined that whole whole thing. No, nah, it don't matter. We can still put it. We can still say it. But it's eight, so, eight years. So, so the last eight years, the coin toss winner lost the game. Yeah, that's actually insane. I think that, um, it's been it was he- it was heads last year, heads with the Chiefs, tails with the 49ers, tails yep. with the Rams. So it went tails, tails, heads, heads, and now it's about to go tails, tails. That's just the only thing that can happen. <laughs> but right. like I said, I'm putting in tails for the bet. Um, last year I put fifty dollars on it. I was very intoxicated for that as well um i remember that was that was tragic um end up winning my money back though i remember that i ended up winning a really nice parlay on that hell yeah anyways guys i hope you guys liked the video go check out our tiktok thank you guys we actually hit 100k on a video which is absurd to think about um
0: the first of many
1: we're trying to get some good content put out some good topics to talk to you guys about um Go We'd to our YouTube,
0: to go to our Instagram, go to our TikTok if you guys are still listening right now. Go support and us ma- on all social medias.
1: Yeah, and make sure to comment with your own thoughts on our stuff because that's pretty much what drives these conversations and drives everything else. So. yep.
0: Hope you guys enjoy, man. We'll see you guys next week to recap the Super Bowl and some more NBA talk and maybe some Colts.
1: Peace.